right now we're going to go over to Marcy and Tom for Stan and Ollie, a live review. Yes, that indeed we are. So Marcy and I saw this film last, or a couple of weeks ago now actually, and it's getting a wide release in Australia Thursday the 21st of February. Before we get into the review though... Arnie, Nicola, have you heard of a duo called Laurel and Hardy? I have. Yeah, I can confirm I've heard of Laurel and Hardy. Well, there we go. I'm not familiar. I'm actually not familiar with their work, but I've seen, um, I've heard rather, because I don't watch trailers, their voices, and I've seen the the posters for the upcoming film that you guys are talking about i'm intrigued i'm not gonna lie yeah it's a very enjoyable film i will say that first of all marcy your thoughts about the movie initially well initially i was like i don't really know what to go in like it's pretty cool because i'm involved in a lot of comedy related stuff at my university and then outside especially in terms of theater so that part was drawing me towards this film and while when i was watching it i was like these two people they're very good together like they're very good friends frenemies they've got a very nice dynamic yeah that is exactly right now for those who aren't aware laurel and Hardy, they were the biggest slapstick duo of the early 20th century cinema. Mm. They started off making black and white short films together and when the talkies came along, they seamlessly transitioned across to that. A lot of their contemporaries like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, Mm. they weren't able to do that. It took them many years before they made that transition. But Laurel and Hardy did it so seamlessly, it basically didn't affect their popularity at all. It was quite extraordinary. The film, on the other hand, it follows the two of them in their twilight years as they embark upon a tour of the United Kingdom and Ireland, and they reach a point in their life where they really not as popular as they used to be. They find that they're getting tired. Oliver Hardy in particular, he was quite obese. He was suffering from heart problems and he didn't think that he'd last a full tour. But nonetheless, they continued on and as they did so, the crowds became bigger and bigger. They were collecting more money and they thought that they might achieve their dream of developing their own feature-length film, which they hadn't done in many, many years. And just for context, the film takes place in the 1950s. That's right, isn't it, Marcy? Yes. It takes place in the 50s and you can definitely tell yes they're quite old and they're still like despite all the differences and despite a lot of conflicts that are within the film within their friendship because there are a lot of conflicts particularly with one of the films that drew a break in their friendship for a long time. Yes, so for those who aren't aware, the duo had a relationship with producer Hal Roach, and when Stan Laurel, who had these very firm political views, decided not to take part in his film and to take his work elsewhere, he got a reprimanding from Hal Roach, and Oliver Hardy continued in this film with another actor, and that was seen as really a break in their partnership. Yeah, like a a betrayal of sorts. A betrayal, that's an excellent word for it. And there are still strains in that relationship when they're doing that tour of the UK and Ireland and this is what really for want of a better word saddened me about the film it's that when the conflict reaches its peak it's not that gut punch it doesn't feel like this really powerful moment it's not at the height of emotion it just felt sort of somber and subdued really it was like oh okay they're having a fight so okay and it's resolved within minutes anyway my take on that was kind of different actually oh go go ahead yes it might be because i've had experiences in the past with conflicts and friendships and that kind of stuff when it came to that part it just left quite a sinking feeling in Mm. my gut and i just felt so cold about it and then Mm. afterwards i found myself like crying about it Mm. and i'm glad that they ended up overcoming that but still it just broke my heart almost to see that unveil on the screen you you were really invested in this film i noticed at the screening we 
attended, you were really into it, like applauding. You laughed at all the jokes, despite them being generations old. I mean, it was... In fairness, it is really funny. The way Steve Coogan, who plays Stan Laurel, and John C. Riley, who plays Oliver Hardy, work together, it's almost like the duo have been brought back to life. It feels like we're actually watching the real Laurel and Hardy on the screen. I thought that was extraordinary. Yeah, it might be, because I do a lot of comedy, and I see a lot of duos coming around in the theatre group I'm in, but like, it just was really lovely to see these two individuals who care a lot about each other were quite good friends but at the same time got a lot of differences and where their conflicts come about even if they exaggerate them on stage is like quite a sight to see and you get quite invested in it and just how playful they are and how invested they are with the audience and the audience interaction and just how present they are on stage that's what really drives you as well when it comes to seeing this film because it's one of the most engaging parts about it like you see a lot of times them on stage just performing all these routines and mm. they're just so fun to watch and a lot of the routines we see they're actually recreations of a lot of their old material for example the hospital scene hard boiled eggs and nuts <laughs> you, you know the one I'm talking about that is one of their most famous sketches and yeah it's brilliant seeing it brought to life Another thing that struck me about the film was its tone. It had this really... It's like being comforted by an old friend, really. It's very warm, very upbeat, and because it's got a PG rating, it also makes it accessible to all audiences. You get this sense that kids could easily watch it along with their parents and everyone could have a good time. It's got this really whimsical, innocent feel to it. Yes. Another reason why I'm also drawn to it, I can see the family watching this. It's really a lot of fun to watch, and these characters have got a lot of fun about them. They're larger than life, and their wives as well, because they're so... Yeah, I actually, I did a written review for this on our website earlier in the week. I didn't mention the wives at all. So Stan Laurel's wife was a Russian migrant, and she sort of has this stereotypical Russian accent, (laughs) you you know the one. Whereas um, Oliver Hardy's wife is played by Shirley Henderson, who most people might know as Moaning Murder from the Harry Potter movies. She's still got that distinct voice that she has, but she does it in an American accent. So it's this really high-pitched, squeaky sort of thing, sort of like this. I thought that voice sounded familiar. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) That's why. Now you know why. Another thing that struck me about the film was, you know how they have the Laurel and Hardy theme. How they integrated that into the orchestral score. You can actually hear those cues and motifs throughout the movie. I thought that was a rather nice touch as well. Oh, I did hear pieces of that motif, but like, oh my gosh, that is genius. Hmm. I just wanted to ask, is John C. Riley as good as they say he is in his film? He is absolutely. He, as I said, he embodies the character. Interesting pairing. I would not have put Steve Coogan no, with John C. Riley. No, at all. neither would yeah. I. The but guy from Step Brothers and, and what's yeah. that recent film that he's done that's just been an absolute oh, it's just Holmes, been Holmes and Watson. That's the one. She's been trapped. Like but Steve Coogan particularly surprised me as well because he's known for his verbal comedy. He's not yeah. known for his physical comedy, and in this, he's just he's just absolutely wonderful. He's a gifted physical comedian. It's outstanding. And John C. Riley, he's had to don a lot of prosthetics and obviously wear a fat suit to play Hardy, but he. Nails the voice. He absolutely nails his draw. It's he sounds just like Oliver Hardy does, which is absolutely extraordinary. Great performances from the two leads there, Arnie. I reckon. Marcy, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Overall, it is really heartfelt, really funny. It's the kind of movie that'll make you laugh and cry often at the same time. Aww. And just all the characters are really marvelous. Even some of the minor characters, like the English guy who was doing all the theater stuff. I don't remember his name, but like I just chuckled every time he was on the screen. Mm. Like. 
Yeah, so it's very funny, very warm. Moments of sadness, but, you know, what movie doesn't have that? So, yeah, we both recommend this movie, mm. so definitely get around it. Arnie, I know you're already keen to yeah, see it. Yeah, I was going to talk about it on my show, Film 101, this week, but I realised it hasn't gotten a proper release mm. yet, so this week it's coming out, hopefully... I'll see it and talk about it in the future. Yep, there we are. And what about you, Nicola? Do you think you'll get around it? I think so. Big fan of Steve Coogan. Mm-hmm. Alan Partridge has always been a favourite. So let's see. Let's see his range here. 